Well, good Monday morning, and thank you for joining us today on Tetelestai. We began a message last week on how can I deal with the guilt and shame. And we are working through learning what the scripture has to say about the sacrifice of Jesus, the blood and water that poured out of his side when he was there on the cross, and what the significance of that blood and water was in relationship to our guilt and shame. And as we closed the podcast on Friday, we were talking about the fact that what our shame does when it's not handled properly, when it's not dealt with according to the cross, it drives us from God. It causes us to hide from God and it causes us to hide ourselves from other people. And so we're going to get back into the message Continue discussing how do we deal with guilt and shame. What did Adam and Eve do after they sinned? They ran and they hid from God. Because they didn't just feel guilt, they felt shame. And the one person that could give that to them was coming to give it to them and they didn't feel they were worthy of it because they saw themselves now, something's wrong with me and because there's something wrong with me, you won't want anything to do with me. You will reject me. And I run from the only source of true love and acceptance. So I hide. Or maybe then I start to try harder. Which leads to perfectionism. I'm going to try hard and I'm going to get that love and acceptance from people. I'm going to earn it. I'm going to earn it from God. I'm going to try hard. I'm going to work hard for God. And God will love me. God will accept me. Or we just give up and don't try at all, which leads to rebellion then. I'm going to do what I want. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to live how I want to in my life. So I rebel. My failures, then at outright perfection, or outright rebellion make me feel even more ashamed. Because again, I'm not getting that need met, so it's not being satisfied. So again, I'm, shame is just piling up on the inside of my heart, whether I'm in rebellion or whether I am simply trying to earn it and not get it. And the shame is so pen, painful, I then try to transfer it to someone else. I blame other people. It's your fault. It's your fault. It's my parents' fault. It's my wife's fault. It's my husband's fault. It's their fault. It's the church's fault. And so, or God, we blame God. You make things too hard. So then we start playing the blame game. Then we become anxious. No matter how hard we try, it's never enough. We try and we try and we try. I just don't ever feel like we're measuring up. That sense of shame still hangs over us. And that anxiety builds up to a point then where we got to get rid of it. It becomes so heavy in our heart that we're going to alleviate it. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna medicate it. So maybe we throw ourselves into becoming a successful person. Or maybe material things will take that away. Maybe alcohol will do it. Maybe drugs will do it. Maybe illicit sexual relationships will do it. Maybe accomplishments will do it. What we're seeking then is escape. 
We want this feeling of shame to go away. And I'm not talking about people out in the world. I'm talking about people in the church. You would be shocked at how many people sit in congregations on a Sunday morning who are laden with addictions simply because they're trying to escape the feeling of shame in their life. That feeling of not being loved and accepted is a shame of things that they have done that they've not accepted God's forgiveness and they've not moved on from it. And that has borne down on them so greatly. Past experiences, things that happened in this as kids or whatever, and the, the, the failed marriages or whatever. It's all my fault. And they're just trying to alleviate that, that pain and get rid of it. And then eventually at some point, they crash and they burn out. They come and hit a wall. And it's here. It's here. If you'll listen, you will hear the sound of soft, sandaled feet coming to rescue us in our mess that we've made. He's been there all along. We just haven't been paying attention and looking for him in the right places. We've been ignoring him. And he's been right there by our side, ready to alleviate and remove the shame that we feel over what we've done. Unnecessary shame in your life, in my life, it'll destroy you. It'll ruin your life physically, health-wise. It'll ruin your life mentally. It will ruin you emotionally. It will ruin you relationally with other people. You'll, you can't have healthy relationships with people because you're always trying to use them. There are a lot of people sitting in churches trying to use the church to alleviate their shame. Using the people in it. And when those people can't give what only God can give, they get mad at the church. They walk away and they leave. They make excuses for it. Because the church, no human, no human being was designed by God to alleviate you of your guilt and shame. There's only one who can do that, and that's Christ. We are here to point each other to him. To encourage each other. That's where you go. And you see, it's the people who crashed and burned and heard that sound of soft sandaled feet coming to them and who allowed Christ to pick them up in their mess and start healing them and relieving them. They're the ones that can stand by your side and say, I know exactly what you're feeling and I can tell you where to go to deal with it and who to go to. And let you know, sometimes it's not an instant miracle. It's a process of growing out of it. And walking away from it because you've established patterns and attitudes and things in your life over years that you've got to renew your mind about now and start changing that will affect and impact the way you live and relate to people every single day. It'll, it'll ruin your life spiritually. So many people, they don't want to even open this book on a daily basis. Every time they open it, all they hear screaming as, guilty, guilty, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Every time they read it, they don't want to read God's word. They don't want to pray at all because all they hear is in the back of their mind, you're unworthy, you're guilty, you're something, you're flawed, you're not worthy. And they think it's God. 
speaking to the man accusing voice. People start putting on masks, hiding behind a mask. Oh, I'm okay. I'm fine, fine, fine. And underneath, they're dying. They portray all kinds of things. If, if When they're in church, they can put on the religious mask. When they're at work, they can put on the successful worker mask. When they're around other people, they can put on whatever mask they need to, to fit in to get what they're after, that love and acceptance. But again, they're not going to get it there. Always going to leave them feeling empty. And they just have to change masks depending on whoever they're with. It'll eat away at every relationship. Cause you to feel unworthy and not to draw near to God. But here's the thing. Shame was defeated and taken away by faith in Jesus. The moment you and I believed. And if he can forgive us and has, we need to learn how to forgive ourselves. That is a struggle for a lot of people, and that's something that we must learn how to do. But primarily, the key is learning to receive and accept the reality of Christ's forgiveness toward us. It's perfect, and it is complete. May the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, be experienced in your life today in fullest measure. Lord willing, we will see you again tomorrow.